0: Anyway. This is Boring Conversation Anyway, a Star Wars podcast, brought to you by the guys at Flyguy.net, DBSW.net, and youtube.com slash SithLord229. Boring Conversation Anyway is officially sponsored by BigBadToystore.com. Thousands of toys and cool collectibles shipping worldwide. Make sure you check out BigBadToys.com for their hot pre-orders and new arrivals. Also sponsored by ChourinToys.com, the world's second biggest Lego store. All new and hard to find Lego. This is episode 26 of Boring Conversation, anyway. With me today is uh, Mister lord 229 Hello there. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. And obviously myself, Fly Guy from FlyGuy.net. We should have Huet uh, hopefully joining us at some point today. He's been away for a while, but we'll get him back in at some point throughout the call if, he, if he's around. But today we've also got someone else on the call with us. Um, Someone who you might know, actually. But uh, just to give this guy a bit of a background, um, just doing a little bit of research for this uh, guest we've got on the show, kind of floored me because the amount of work this guy has done uh, and has on his resume is kind of unbelievable. This guy has worked in really many capacities over the year across course, franchises such as Disney, Lord of the Rings, X-Men, The Matrix, Cars 2, G.I. Joe. I'm going to need to pause for breath here. Family Guy, Robot Chicken, Incredible Hulk. Pirates of the Caribbean, Spider-Man, Sopranos, Medium, Bioshock, The Game, Transformers, Call of Duty, Mass Effect, oh boy, Aliens, Batman Returns, Armageddon, and one of my favourites and Sith Lord's favourites, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And that guy was, also known as the voice of 1,000 men, Mr. Stephen Stanton. Hello. (coughs) Hello.
1: Hi guys, I'm exhausted just listening. To you. <laughs> Hello, hi like, guy. Oh. Hello, uh, Sith Lord. How are you guys doing today? Good, good.
0: Right, it's well, thank you. It is exhausting, I have to say. I think reading your IMDb page because um,
1: you've had some career, Steve. You really have. It's uh, well, thank it, you. It's uh, you know, <laughs> I've been at it a few years now, so you know, things start <laughs> to pile up. You know.
0: Wow, it's. Uh, I think again, when you look at the uh, uh, the kind of sci-fi element you've got going on there, you've um, you've obviously got an interest. I think looking back in special effects and technology, and also the the voice acting that you've done. But can you give us a little synopsis just about you yourself, where you kind of started, and, and what your interests and passions were that led you into all these amazing kind of uh, franchises that you've worked on?
1: Yeah, well, I think a lot of it has to do with you know uh, an interest uh, as a kid in in animation and science fiction and monster movies, things like that. Those are kind of like something that uh, you know kind of occupied my time, you know, from the very beginning when I was a kid in in the United States when I was growing up. Saturday morning was the domain of all the uh, the cartoon shows and Hanna Barbera (laughs) and places like uh, companies like that. Just you know had on on our three networks, we had. From you know, first thing in the morning till noon, you had just back to back, wall to wall, sure. cartoon shows. And then when the afternoon came around, then uh, we had creature features, which was a double feature monster movie. Uh, <laughs> they had that every week, you know. So I grew up on a steady diet of uh, of that kind of stuff. And also when I was a kid, on, on you know, we didn't have the number of cable channels or things that everyone has now. Mm. So uh, the choices were somewhat limited, but you did have some things to choose from uh, in, you know, the science fiction genre. And there were things like The Twilight Zone, Lost in Space, Star Trek, uh, you know, things, uh, The Outer Limits, shows like that. So um, I just I was just really attracted to all that sort of fascinating, uh, you know, the 60s was a. Was really a decade of a lot of like very imaginative television, uh, especially when you get into the fantasy, sci-fi. If you look at any of the classic shows from that era, like whether it be the Adams Family or Batman or the shows that I just mentioned. So, and then the toys from that time period kind of reflected it too. We had all our the Adventures of GI Joe or where you grew up. It was Action Man. Boy. You know, you had all those great vehicles and outfits and things, and you know, your imagination just ran wild. So it's uh it's there were times when I was a, a teenager where I thought, Oh, you know, I want to get into paleontology or I'd like to study astronomy, or <laughs> really wanted to do was, you know, I wanted to know more about dinosaurs and space. <laughs> so
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. So I mean I started making Making films when I was uh, probably around 13 years old with some friends of mine, and uh, you know, I guess, and here I am today. Wow,
0: it's uh, yes, yeah, some career, I think, and you're right, I think the uh, the inspiration, uh, all that kind of stuff, um, those cartoons, and yeah, the US just the domination of cartoon kind of a uh, cartoon day almost half a day of cartoons, and the times when I used to travel there, and uh, yeah, I just love it, never wanted to leave the TV. So, um, no wonder you're inspired by all that kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) I oftentimes wonder who those people, who those adults were at that time period at the toy companies like at Hasbro or Ideal, Mattel, that were coming up with all these wild ideas in the 1960s and 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Steve, you settled over to today,
0: I should say, because we've got too many Stevens on the call today. I better. um, You had a couple of questions you'd gathered from people and yourself, Mm. if you wanted to ask Steve
2: yeah um, I've got if if it's alright with you Stephen I've got a a few questions that I've jotted down myself um, that I'm curious about Um, and I've gathered a few questions from uh, the little community that we've got going on as well Um, so the first question I've got which is from this is from someone on Facebook this is from Hunter Gons and he wants to know if you're coming back to the Clone Wars anytime soon
1: (laughs) Am I? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually in season four, I've got some episodes, they just haven't aired yet. So uh, I don't know when they're going to air, but as soon as I know, uh, I'll make sure I let everybody know. But yeah, I've got some great stuff coming up in uh, in season four, which, uh, you know, has been, uh, you know, they keep upping the ante every time the new season starts with this series. So I think you guys are going to be uh, very pleased with what you see.
2: Fantastic. Very cool, very cool. Um, Jake Kell wants to know um, if you were a if you were a fan of the original trilogy and did you ever imagine yourself playing Captain Tarkin?
1: I was a fan of the original trilogy. I'm one of that uh, that generation that uh, I had the opportunity to see them in the theater when they first came out. And uh, no, I never thought in a million years <laughs> that the opportunity would come up to uh portray Tarkin uh you know uh to be doing a role that Peter Cushing did no not even in my wildest dreams I never would have imagined that Star Wars would have grown into something where me as an adult uh, I would have an opportunity to uh to be
2: involved in it in the
1: way that I am and it's just it's so much fun it's it's uh it's great that
2: actually leads me into a sorry
1: no go for it go for it do
0: another
2: one Uh, yeah I was going to start talking about Peter Cushing and that leads me into a question that I wanted to ask and that was with Peter Cushing being such an iconic actor um, did you feel at all under pressure to try and capture his voice and his mannerisms because like as I said to try and nail that down did you did you feel pressured into like did you feel under pressure to to get the voice
1: You bet, pressure you wouldn't believe, uh, and it wasn't put on by anyone except for me actually, just because I, I I admired him so much as an actor, and I didn't want to to you know uh, I wanted to you know pay uh, the proper homage and, and justice to his uh, character and portrayal uh, of Tarkin. I mean, uh, he's 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 such an incredible actor, and he had such an impression on me. I mean, that was one of the things that really floored me when I weren't when I. Uh, Went to see Star Wars for the first time because I didn't really know that much about it. I hadn't seen a trailer. I had only read a review about it in the newspaper, and they would gotten a lot of the the, uh, the facts wrong. They, you know, they had a picture of the stormtroopers, and they were labeled, you know, C three PO and R two D two so you know, I was—I didn't really know what to expect so like a lot of people you know I was just blown away you know like by the opening crawl and then the shot with the spaceship and then, then I'm while I'm watching it, I'm like oh this is so good and and then all of a sudden Peter Cushing shows up and you know it just it flew off the charts for me at that point because in the United States it, I didn't really especially where I lived you know we didn't have a lot of walk-in theaters we had drive-ins and they didn't always show the we wouldn't get much of the Hammer films or anything like mm. that there. So I, it was very rare that I got to see Peter Cushing in anything except, you know, maybe on a rerun on television or on uh, something like uh, the pages of Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. You know, I used to look in there and see all these great films that Cushing was in. i like, where do I see these things? You know? <laughs>
0: I I was just going to ask you a question just based upon the – I mean, the voice acting community, as far as we've kind of seen or far as we know as outsiders, seems to be a very competitive space. And more and more, even just, again, looking through some of the areas that you've worked in, extensive stuff that you've done, one jumped up, for example, where you've done a Pirates of the Caribbean game just recently or or in the last year or two. Mm -hmm. And the voice talent alone that seems to be in there seems to be very familiar even to not only a Star Wars audience but to a voice acting audience. I mean, for example – James Arnold Taylor was in there from from the Clone Wars. Uh, Nicka Futterman was in there. Nolan North, one of the very most one of the most well known guys in, in in video game kind of voice acting. Uh-huh. Uh, even Johnny Depp was in there with a the game with you. Do you find that the voice acting community is something that you, you tend to bump into people more and more, and, and that's how some of these roles tend to come along, or is it? Are we off the chart? Are we are we thinking of something else? Is it is it actually there's tons of people out there doing this thing, or?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of people that are that are doing voice voice acting, you know, around you know around the country and, and around the world. But I think you know there's a very core group of people in in different aspects of it that work in those areas all the time. Like you tend to run into the same people when you're working in animation. You tend to run into the same people sure. when you're doing uh, commercial work, or even more speci- you know, more so like in the trailer world. There's you know there's a very core group, very small group of us that work in, in in trailers. So it's kind of, you know, kind of divvied up in a way Then there's some of us, you know, like myself who who work, uh, you know, in, in multiple areas. And then some people work in maybe one or two areas or, you know, three areas or not in this area, but somewhere else. But um, so, you know, it's, I'm not sure if I understood the question or if I answered.
0: (laughs) No, you did. It's, I guess it's trying to find it. the, The community of voice actors, how you, uh, I guess find some of the parts and, and share some of the work for example uh maybe when you're in some of these sessions do you find that you do a lot of your work maybe at your own studio or you're not really getting that chance to be amongst maybe Johnny Depp Nolan North James Arnold Taylor all together in a studio do you find that doesn't happen very often it's more a singular kind of thing you do?
1: Uh, it really depends on the project, because there's a lot of a lot of the commercial work and the trailer work that I do, I do for my home studio. Sure. Uh, the vast majority of the animation work that I do, I would say, you know, 99.99 one hundredths of it I do at other studios around town. Okay. And then amongst that, then you have, well, sometimes it's the whole cast that works together. Sometimes they have you record by yourself. It really depends on the project or the director, how they like to work or whatever the production company has deemed to be like, you know, feasible for the project. There's some instances, you know, I worked on, on, uh, on some films or television shows where you like Lego hero factory right now. I'm uh, we're doing some more of that and, mm-hmm. you know, as a pretty big cast, you know, people like Henry Winkler, Mark Hamill is involved, uh, wow. um, you know, a bunch of other people, but we don't record together. We all rec- record separately. And, uh, so then, they, you know, they piece the performances together and, sure. and that, but Clone Wars is the exact opposite. Everybody, they try to get as many people in the cast together as possible to do it live and to make it seem like a very, it's very much like doing a stage player, a mm. theatrical experience or a cinematic experience, you know, like when you're on the set filming because everyone gets to play off of each other. So, you know, you may say a line one way and by your, when you're recording by yourself but you don't know how the other person is going to respond to it so you know the director is looking for like well this his response here works with this person's question here if they can't find something that works then they bring you back in to re-record sure whereas you know in the clone wars we're reacting right there on the spot to how someone is saying a line to us so have you ever sorry on you go no, I was just going to say. I think it, uh, the performances uh, it adds an extra element to them. I think that helps them make making them more real. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Well, that, that that's a kind of nice segue into the next question I just had, which was: Have you ever done much acting yourself? Or is that something you would like to do?
1: Well, you're t- if you're talking about on camera acting, uh, indeed. Because I haven't. I've done some, but I haven't done much. Um I, I like it, but uh there just isn't a lot of time for it. It's you know, <laughs> my life right now. I spend a lot of time, you know, part of the reason I have a home studio is to cut down on travel time. Uh because here in Los Angeles you can spend a lot of time on the freeway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so um yeah, I, I, I occasionally I do on camera stuff. You guys might have seen one of the films that I did for a friend of mine. Uh, Trey Stokes a few years back was the Pink Five trilogy, where I <laughs> Oh, I sure, uh, yeah. Obi Wan and Emperor Palpatine uh, on screen. You know, with uh, full Stan Winston makeup, and uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to do. You know, they they entered them in the Lucas. Uh, you know, the fan film. Uh, a contest a number of years ago we all got together and just kind of did these for fun and they they were they were great you know it was a lot of fun to be in the makeup and and into you know to play the the evil emperor palpatine yes i have
2: foreseen it yes i know i have foreseen it
1: (laughs) very
0: good steve
2: yeah i was actually going to mention the pink five thing because um prior to Coming on and recording the show, I was actually watching some clips of it on YouTube, um, and I just want to really applaud you on your uh, Alec Guinness impression. That it was absolutely spot on. It was brilliant.
1: It was. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. It was one of my <laughs> one of my favourite characters from the original trilogy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's and one of the chance to portray him uh, in uh, two of the Star Wars games, Empire at War and Battlefront Two, and uh, and then I I just did him for another little project that I don't think is out yet, so I can't really say anything about it. But when that uh, hits the streets, there I'll uh, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, I got a chance to do Alec Guinness as Obi Wan recently, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Nice,
2: nice.
0: Seth Lord, you got another question there from. Uh... Star Wars community, you got any more? Yes, yes.
2: Um, just one more, um, this is from Carl or Nerf Herder, depending on what he wants to be known as, but um, Carl wants to know if and when the live action Star Wars TV series goes into production, <laughs> if you were to partake in it, what would be your dream role on screen?
1: Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Hmm, that's a tough one. Who would I like to portray? Oh, gosh, or Rudy? Um, probably uh, Tarkin. I think that would be the the dream role. That would uh, that would be so much fun to do the the younger version of Tarkin and see where that uh, that goes. Uh, you know, kind of an extension of the whole Clone Wars scenario that we're doing in
2: an animation.
0: Very cool. Got any more?
2: Um that's just about i think that's it from the from the community but um in terms of the ones i just wanted to ask um and i'll I'll keep it short um but obviously you've portrayed a lot of characters and not just in star wars but in other media as well um so which if you could narrow it down which has been your favorite to play
1: boy there are so many that are favorite for so many reasons i mean there is uh you know, obviously, Tarkin in the Clone Wars has been just, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been so much fun to portray that character. Um, uh, you know, he's right there at the top of the list. I have to say, you know, uh, Alec Guinness' Obi-Wan is another one. that is one of my favorites. Um, games I can think of two off the top of my head there was the uh, the character in psychonaut psychonautzo social nine oh, yeah, who was, yeah. uh, was uh, guiding Rasputin into uh, becoming a man and getting to use his psychic abilities uh, that was a fun character in uh, in Bioshock of course the big daddy who uh, the that character which doesn't have any dialogue but makes a lot of noises like <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was a lot of fun to do that too i mean there's just it, it gets hard to uh there's so many roles that you know that they're over too quickly you know you wish you could yeah. do more yeah. uh, a lot of times projects are very they're very short you know it doesn't take them doesn't take very long to do them so you know uh psychonaut was a lot of fun because it took us a year and a half to do that game uh you know not like I was in there every day for a year and a half but um we were um we were, um, hold on a second. Dutch is showing me something here. What is this? It's what you're typing. Here I am. And it's a good time. Yes. Okay. Cool. We're on Facebook. We're on, oh, there's, there's your page. Boring conversation. Anyway. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, God, you guys have a really cool logo. I have to admit the boring conversation anyway logo is great.
0: It's uh, it's Mr. Whit. It's thanks to him. Yeah,
1: is that uh, using action figures against uh, it? Is
0: it's um, we're a bit of a toy nut obsessed trio. Uh, Sith Lord myself and and Whit and uh, I think that's how it's kind of led to it. So yeah, and the um, the scene in the New Hope where uh, Han Solo blasts uh, the a kind of panel and says boring conversation anyway, and that's that's how we were born. So yeah, yeah
1: it's exactly one of the best lines out of the original trilogy there. <laughs> exactly one of well, the it's it's tough to it's tough to uh you know come up with a with an absolute favorite just because uh, there's so many fun roles you know over the years you know that's no, hard i
0: think given your uh resume Stephen i think to be honest i think any of us would struggle to try and find a favorite there's just everything in there but um look just talking about toys this is we where a second ago um you're a bit of a YouTube creator yourself, and I actually first stumbled across you from um, watching some animated action men and uh, and some voice acting from you, Joseph <laughs> the bearded action man.
1: Oh yeah, government issue Joseph. Yeah, it, I mean, action. He says things like, "You stoop you and your stupid stuff. What do you think you're doing over there, huh?"
0: <laughs> Phenomenal. It's, <laughs> it's um, it's it's completely separate from some of the stuff you, you've done,
1: I think, before, but um. Where did all that come from? Where
0: where did Joseph the Bearded Action Man come
1: from? Well, I mean, I had a lot of these characters when I was Lee's action figures when I was a kid. And uh, at that same time, uh, when I was making films with my friends in junior high school, I was also uh, trying my hand at stop motion animation. And uh, uh, my brother and I had a a lot of these action figures. And uh, so we just kind of like started using them to make our own stop motion film. So I was doing this all on super eight film and, you know, I never had any sound or anything like that. You know, it was all like silent films with title cards and, you know, they were really primitive kind of things, but I, I, uh, I've still got them. I just had them all transferred to, uh, um, to digital, uh, couple of years ago, and that's when I kind of got the inspiration to kind of go back and, and take those characters and finally give them the voices that I thought they always would have had, <laughs> you know, and um, and the result is the 20-some-odd uh, 20 episodes, 26 episodes, I think, of Government Issue Joseph that, uh, you know, with Hamish and uh, yep, Cappy yep. and Bill the Cowboy. Gustav
0: and, uh, and uh, Cappy, that's another one. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, the atomic-powered man <laughs> and... Do you, so do you do all the kind of stop motion and and the, the setting up and, and the your toys and is that in your home or where does all that 's come from? <laughs>
1: it, the, I do film them in my home. They all sit in a glass cabinet in a in a box in my closet for the most part. I, you know, as the, originally started when I started doing the series, I had just the two figures, the the bearded uh, Joseph character. And the uh, the Hamish character with the white hair was actually a custom figure. My brother, uh, Roy, who does uh, custom figures, he painted the hair on that white for me so it would look like Race Bannon from the Johnny Quest animated series. Because oh, I okay. wanted a character that looked like that. So I had those two, and I got the idea to do the series, and it just kind of grew out of that. And then I thought, well, I better find some more characters. So I started scouring eBay and... And you know, amassing a uh, you know stockpiling them like cordwood, you know, they're just kind of like piling up these <laughs> a bunch of them that I never even used yet. But I, uh, I love I love the kind of slightly adult,
0: slightly safe for kids, but slightly adult tones that comes through. What happens in Vegas was one, uh, if I remember. <laughs> uh, Cappy does Dallas was another one. <laughs> it's just
1: yeah, and that actually has some of the voices of some of my friends that you got, uh, might know. In uh, what happens in uh, Vegas has. Uh, has um uh, rick fitz who uh was on star trek uh, he plays uh the voice of reverie comes up out of the, the 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 box you know with the bride and the groom and then in the green hairnet uh, michael gregory another friend of mine who was in robocop he played lieutenant hedgecock he is the voice of the green hairnet <laughs> he did a wonderful job on that uh, both those guys uh, I, I, I was glad to be able to use their voices in there too
0: it's just like it's another uh, kind of uh, one of the many talents you seem to have is to be able to manage that YouTube channel, do all that work, do all the voicing. It's like, where do you get the time? Do you find you're just incredibly time poor these days, or I have no time. Have actually, time. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I think it's kind of like right, recently it's why I've slowed down on the part of the reason I've slowed down on the government issue Joseph thing. We kind of put that series to a rest because I want to do something different, sure. right along the same lines, but with some, uh, you know. New characters and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of just doing those between jobs, staying up late at night, editing, you know, putting those things <laughs> together and just... Uh, I, I have a love of stop motion. You know, I, I had a chance to... Uh, when I did some work at Phil Tippett's studio uh, a number of years ago, this is a long time ago, when I had also done some effects work, I got a chance to work with Phil Tippett and to meet Ray Harryhausen while I was there. So, Oh, wow. Those guys are big inspiration for me as a kid, you know, because Phil worked on the uh, Star Wars, uh, you know, the Star Wars trilogy, He did the, you know, the chess sequence, you know, aboard the Millennium Falcon and uh, the Snow Walkers, you know, the sure. uh, Empire Strikes Back, a lot of other stuff, you know, he worked on Robocop as well, so, it's yeah, nice. it's just another one of those things as a kid, you know, that's, you know, my imagination running rampant, I think by the time I was, four, between the time I was 13... And uh, my first year of college, I had managed to make like 40 Super 8 films during that time period. Wow. Okay. <laughs> was churning them out. I mean, every spare chance, we're always writing a new script, you know. But
0: uh, yeah I, I don't know how you do it to be honest, I really don't, but uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure how I did it either. I've seen it I don't know how I managed, especially when I was younger, I was I managed to cram in you know a part time job and going to school full time and making films. But you know when you really want to do something, when the passion is there, when the sure, love is there, sure, sure. You know you you find the time, you just make the time for it
0: so you, you've you've done i mean, even in the Clone Wars alone, you've not just done one voice, you've done Massameda, and I think a couple of other background characters are from right.
1: Yeah, there's uh, Masameda, who is uh, standing by the Chancellor in the Senate. You know, order, order, we must take a vote. And <laughs> you know, I always tell everybody that's, you know, I think it may have been one of the first lines that uh, they had Massameda say. And uh, I played Mac Plain, who was part of the banking clan, and uh, Edsel Bargain, who was a senator, and uh, Brother Viscus in the Savajo Press. Uh, you know, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Who else we think? Oh, uh, Delani. The, uh, the little guy on the planet where it's like, no, we can't use, we, we don't know how to fight. We can't be taught. We're just like, farmers. You know? <laughs> I was, love that character.
0: I love I didn't realize that was you.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it was an interesting, That was an interesting uh, job because we, I had auditioned <laughs> for that character in a completely different voice. And when I got to the session, Dave Filoni just decided they were going to change it. And he says, "Can you do something along these these lines?" And so we had to come up with something like right there on the spot, which is like no pressure, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure at all, no pressure, man.
0: <laughs> uh, so I think you, you're probably going to change this uh, strapling you have on your uh, website, um, where it says "Voice of a Thousand Men" to "Voice of One Thousand Men and Creatures" or "Men and Things." Because uh, I
1: think it says "Voice of" we well, used to say "Voice <laughs> of a Thousand Men and One, <laughs> one Woman," right? Yeah. <laughs> Because so I've actually played a couple of female characters uh, over the years, so uh, especially in Psychonauts. There's some in there that I play.
0: Great game. Uh, and absolutely fantastic. Again, definitely. some of the games alone you've worked on are uh, Bioshock and, uh, and Psychonauts 2. Stunners, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, do, do you play much? Do you get the chance? I,
1: I don't, actually, because I find games to be... Uh, uh, very addictive. I can get into them and just play for hours and hours and days and days. So I have an edict in my house. I don't have any game consoles, and you know I've taken solitaire off the computer, and I pretty much <laughs> don't allow myself to play games because I just don't have any self control when it comes to them. I know the feeling. Oh, I, well, I grew up with you know the arcade uh, machine, you know the coin-operated arcade machines. You know that would when the, they had the game arcades at the at the malls, the shopping malls here in the United States, you know, so all the original ones, you know, from, you know, pre-computer games, you know, where you like the shooting gallery things, and pinball machines, and all that stuff, oh, that was a great way to like, just spend all your allowance money, <laughs> you, can, you know. <laughs> I, Seth
0: Lord, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? Just one other question.
2: Um, that is about it, I believe. Okay. Uh, let me just have a, I'll have a quick browse and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you with a question.
0: No worries. Question. Well, one I was going to ask, because uh, uh, again, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, you obviously have a, a great army of people behind you who are on the call. Say hello again, guys, if you want to...
1: Hey, how you doing? That's Dutch. Kathy's in the other room. I don't cool. know. So uh, She can't hear you right now, but she's here too.
0: Those guys, I think, have they've been very helpful and very nice uh, in, in getting a chance to, to speak to you, but not only that, but I guess they're maybe giving you – I think you need a helping hand is with all the channels and all the work you've been doing. Because when you really kind of um, came on the scene with Tarkin and that went public, it obviously tapped into the larger Star Wars community. And you've done nothing – uh, and Kathy and Dutch seem to have done nothing but helped, I think, really tap into that community. And you really were contacting lots of people and um, – it's just led to this massive kind of thing that you're very much associated, I think, with all this good charity stuff you've worked, you, you've, charity work you've done. Would that be fair? Or?
1: Well, we're, yeah. I mean, without Dutch and Kathy, I, I wouldn't be able to – I'd be exhausted all the time. <laughs> they point me in the right direction. They prop me up. They get me juiced up for, you know, excited about what it is. All right, come on. Today we're going to do this, and we're going to do this today and that today. <laughs> You know, they help to organize and structure my uh, my life as an actor, which can get very disorganized quickly, uh, as because uh, there's just so many different things going on. And uh, you know, they've been uh, instrumental in 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 uh, uh, all of our visits to the cons that we've been going to, where we've been signing for free, uh, along with, um, like I said, my other friends, Rick Fitz and Mike Gregory. Uh, you know, helping to raise uh, funds and awareness for, uh, you know, baby Leah and her family, the Esquinazis here in Los Angeles. Uh, as you guys might know, we have the uh, our helmet auction went up uh, yesterday. That's right. Was the uh, the two helmets that uh, Nick Bishop, part of the the uh, the Thylacine Squad, the five hundred first in uh, Tasmania, he made those two helmets for us uh, to take to Fan Days uh, in October so that cuz he knew we were going out there to help raise money for the yep taking the helmets and just having everybody all the celebrities at fan days sign them to kind of commemorate the event so we did that and um we decided to auction them off to help raise money for baby leia and the family and uh they went up yesterday they it's it's, it's been going great now. yeah each each of the helmets has over 1200 hits uh, wow. They've only got bids on them. And, uh, yeah, it's less than 24 hours. This is a 10-day auction, so they're going to be up there for a number of days. And I'm going to uh, continue to take them to, like, my Clone Wars sessions and things like that to get more signatures on it. And then when we came back from Fan Days, we managed to get Seth Green to sign them and Clancy Brown, you know, Savage Press, He signed them and Dave Filoni, Carrie uh, wow. Silver. So- Producer of the show has uh, lent their signatures to it, so they're really becoming one of a kind uh, collectibles. That uh, you know, I hope that they'll do some good and uh, raise some money for the family, and then whoever gets them will have uh, some some choice pieces of uh, memorabilia to have on their mantelpiece. There, exactly.
0: Well, we'll definitely put some uh, links to the uh, eBay auctions again. I mean, they're on their page, but we'll put more on there and and into the show. So that ends, is it on uh, this Thursday?
1: Uh, December fifth, December fifth. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a ten-day auction, so it'll be December fifth. That's uh, yeah. That is that Sunday. I think it's Sunday at five o'clock. Yeah, let me check my little calendar thing. No, I can't. It's the wrong computer. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, December fifth, uh, December, 5th. December 1st, which is probably 5th. Sunday. It is. Sunday. <laughs> oh, it is Sunday. Okay, yeah. good. I, <laughs>
0: I think the thing, I mean, that, that alone, that the work that you'll raise the, and the fact that you can literally take this helmet around and get all these stars to sign this thing. And it's looking great from the photographs. It really does. Some of the, the signatures on there I was just blown away with. But uh... well,
1: Yeah, and the photographs are actually part of the auction because we've documented oh, wow. everybody that signed them. And you've probably seen D. Baker. He signed it and then he put it on and saluted with the uh, <laughs> Republic's uh, <Panther laughs> helmet on. It was, a, it was a great shot. And uh, the all those photos are going to be put into a collage and made into a poster, so that each person that gets the helmet gets the poster with all the uh, photos authenticating, you know, the signatures. So, oh, wow, I think it's, it's wonderful.
0: It's a stunning, piece It really is, and um, an absolute. Actually, I have to say, an absolute bargain at the moment uh, because these things to buy alone. <laughs> Are, are even more expensive than that. So, uh, you know, to, to buy a full-size replica helmet, not only one, it's, it's one that's been made with fans involved and and you involved and all these signatures on this. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. Nick and his uh, the members of his squad out there in Tasmania just did a wonderful job putting those two helmets together. So our hats off to those guys.
0: And you recently became an honorary member of the 501st, I believe, as well.
1: Well, it's the, I became uh, a... Uh, yeah, I became a member of the 501st here in Southern California, and I'm also an honorary member of Nick's thylacine squad in Tasmania. He actually inducted me first at Fan Days at the same time that the Clan Moran, the Mandalorian Mercs in Texas, inducted me into their uh, org. <laughs> so, uh, double whammy. and That's the that's also the event. Um, I happened to be on the Forcecast live with Jimmy Mack, that's right. Presented that stuff to me, and Nick, uh, Nick, and his squad presented me with a full set of the uh, the biker uh, scout uh, trooper armor. You know, from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep. Uh,
0: you yeah you, you suited it, man. You really should. That could be another character you could play. So
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great wearing the armor. I actually wore it to the uh, the Clone Wars panel that we had uh, that that day too because there just wasn't time to get undressed. So I was yeah, kind I'm of gonna, wandering around in it. You're gonna have to give me a shot at <laughs> Emerald Garrison. Oh yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Because some of the other organizations that uh, I've uh, that have inducted me are the Emerald Garrison in uh, in Ireland. Uh, those guys were great. They made me an honorary senator, which I think is very appropriate for the uh, governor. <laughs> <often>. <laughs> and uh, the Portuguese uh, Star Wars Club has made me an honorary member, along with the uh, the Inland Empire Fan Force here and, in, in California oh, wow. and the Dark Empire, who uh, Lord. Uh, Lord Bruticus, they were the very first, uh, were they the first? No, you know, they're, Emerald Garrison was the first. Emerald Garrison was the first, and they were the first at the cons to right. induct me. They did that at Anaheim. Yeah, so everyone's been so great. Uh, you know, it's wonderful. I have this uh, this wall in my studio here that's just like covered with plaques right now. It's great. It's, uh, it's great. It's wonderful. I think you could almost uh,
0: make this a full time job. Stephen is just uh, literally <laughs> supporting the Star Wars community and just you know getting involved with all these because it's uh, yeah you've just been um, you've been an absolute spokesperson for it all and uh,
1: well it's you know it's kind of uh, it, it's great and it's fun to do because there are so many uh, wonderful uh, wonderful organizations in the fan community that are out there doing charitable work. I mean I'm there just you know kind of like doing what i can but these guys have all you know had their organization set up way way before i came along and have been doing such great work and it's it's uh it's fun and an honor to be a part of it and to help them to do what they're doing where they're showing up at cons and you know and and signing or you know things like that
0: sure just a couple more questions one is um just around the uh uh where else? I mean, we're all turning into Stephen. I'm already a Stephen standing fan, but even more just to getting a chance to speak to you and hear about some of the stuff that you've done and doing. But what's kind of next for you? What does 2012 hold in terms of, and I know you can't speak about some stuff, but you've got quite a lot of work going on the go with Disney. Um, you've mentioned, obviously, you're back in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, What else have you got that's kind of, what's going to keep your time next year?
1: Well, uh, you know there is a lot of Clone Wars uh, coming up, uh, so that that's true. Uh, we've got uh, more of the Lego Hero Factory. I've got a couple of projects that I'm working on for Disney that I can't really discuss in detail yet, sure. but they're a lot of fun. And uh, the and you know Disney covers a lot of ground, whether it's TVs, movies, theme parks. So there's always uh, really fun stuff to do when you're working for Disney. Um, I have a lot. Of, you know, I do a lot of commercial work uh, stuff that you guys probably wouldn't see. Like right now, you know, I'm the voice of a restaurant chain here in the United States called Chili's. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can see all these things online, you know, on, on YouTube. Most of the companies that I do commercials for have their own channels. So you can see things like the, you know, Chili's commercials, you know, peak uh-huh. and freeze, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's just a lot of, a lot of things. And then, uh, Molson's, uh, uh, export oh, beer. The beer in cool. Canada. Um, and, um, you know, so there's always always things like that going on, and I do a lot of voice match work too. You know, for uh, uh, a lot of uh, motion picture trailers and sure. films. So, you know, I will find myself doing a famous actor here and there, doing filling lines in, and doing ADR looping.
0: <laughs> I have to say, for anyone listening to this, if you've uh, if you've not been to Stevens website, go there and look at his celebrity voice match reel. You're uh, Morgan Freeman alone. You're Christopher Walken. You're Um, When you're watching these pictures and you're listening to your voice, you are you are these actors. It's uh, it's scalily close. um, Thank
1: you very much. I'm a big fan of Peter O'Toole, and he's one of my favorites. That is on my demo. You know, I once thought that Peter O'Toole would have made a grand. Grand Moff, talking. Don't you think? I do.
2: Can <laughs> you <laughs> almost well, hear uh...
1: saying the lines? Of the Imperial Senate will no longer be of any concern to us. I've just received word that the Emperor has dissolved the council permanently. And you be a good boy. and don't light my cigarette, would you?
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely spot on. You're right. Some of these actors and that articulation you've got in the uh, in the tone, I think, when you manage to do that voice there for Peter Tull is, yeah, I've- if only we could get more of that and more of you onto these uh, these uh, shows would be great. But uh, uh,
1: well, you know, I did do a, did do my George W. Bush impression for Dave uh, Filoni the other day, and he thought that might be a good character on the Star the Clone <laughs> Wars part of the Star Wars uh, expanded uh, eclectic universe. You probably heard about that, haven't you? You watched the television show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny enough, when, when in the Citadel episode, I almost thought it could have been you who did the voice of the uh, uh, the Citadel controller, whose name escapes me. But um, the Christopher Walken-like attitude—I know it wasn't you, but um, it's something I'm sure you could have done because you're Christopher Walken, spot on as well.
1: So uh. you mean the uh, O.C. Sobek, the uh, the guy yes. that was running the jail? You know, it was a little Chris. I think it was James <laughs> Arnold Taylor. Who did that guy, you know, he's a very talented actor on the Clone Wars, does the whole Obi-Wan thing, you know. <laughs> heard of this Kenobi fellow.
0: <laughs> Spot on.
1: I see, what I mean. you see what I mean?
0: I think James Arnold Taylor's a busy enough man. He should let you do a little more, that's for sure. brother. Uh...
1: <laughs> well, we kind of divvy up the, the chores there, you know, a lot of times. I mean, I, I worked on an episode not too long ago where we probably had about nine or ten people in the room and every single one of us, did at least two voices, if not three, on the episode. Wow. So that gives you an idea of how large the the quote-unquote animated cast was. Sure. You had you know, all those people doing multiple voices. Wow. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. There's a lot of them that definitely are. Uh, just one last thing was just to say, um, Toys, uh, you've been given by a very talented person, I think has done a little custom custom Lego Tarkin figure by Kamin Kaminonian or like uh, Camino I, I can never
1: pronounce it. I, I, that that may be the right. I'm not sure of the exact pronunciation myself. But yes, he—he uh, he gave me the little, the the little Tarkin character that he showed to me originally at uh, at fan days in Texas. He had a little silver, like aluminum suitcase, and he opened it up and had all the Star Wars characters in there. So he had me uh, sign the base of that one. Wow. Uh, there, you know, that was his own. And then he uh, sent me. Um, sent me my own uh, version of the little guy sitting uh, in my studio now as we speak. <laughs> but do you collect much toys yourself or do you kind of... Um... I don't know if I would say I'm a, a collector and like I don't focus on one particular thing. I like what I like and what I like covers a lot of ground. So, you know, I've got things like some some Hot Wheels, some Matchbox, some G.I. Joe. I've got some. Uh, Godzilla. Oh, I got. Yeah, I got a little bit more Godzilla than I care to speak of. I'm big <laughs> turbo, uh, films. I've got uh, some Disney stuff. I've got um, things from. I, I was a big fan of a lot. Of, I had this really wild toy from the 1960s called the Strange Change Time Machine. Wow. So that's, uh, one of the last uh you know those toys that generated heat that Mattel made in the 60s. I was a big fan of that kind of stuff the vacuum form machines and the thing makers and the Strange Change machine is one of those ones where you throw a little capsule into this uh this uh bubble, you know, sort of can you know whatever it is and it heats up and a monster comes out of it you know it's hard to explain <laughs> but yeah so i've got kind of a mishmash you know i've got like some old model kits you know like from voyage to the bottom of the sea you know the sea view submarine and the flying sub and stuff like that and fantastic and uh you know so it's a kind of a mishmash of things sure
0: well, you're you're again, Mister multi Multi-Talented and all these franchises. No wonder it's a bit of a mishmash. You've uh, well, you've been involved you in that, everything. So.
1: Thank you for posting that on my Facebook uh, page right here. I just noticed it. Oh. Compliment there.
0: No worries. <laughs> well, it, it, we're probably going to uh, uh, let you to get on with things, and feel free to hang around if you want. More than welcome. But um, just one last thing before we go. We want obviously people to to connect with you and look. We'll definitely post the uh, the charity auction. We, we've posted that on the page, but we'll definitely give that more of a spin to make sure people get a chance to to get in there. We um, that. we appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. Look, it's it's a good cause that uh, we get to you know the fans get to to see you and and get this uh, connection to the Star Wars uh, community, which is um, which is something that's really hard. Like uh, voice actors and uh, uh, Dave Filoni and all these guys, I'm sure it's really hard for them to get time to do it, but. I think I speak on behalf of most of us when uh, I say, look, like, we really do appreciate the time that, that you spend not only connecting with us, but with all these people and, and you know, Dutch and Kathy helping you out and connecting with everybody. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. And um, I think we really appreciate your time more than anything. So well, thank you. you
2: yeah, got
1: to yeah. work in that. They yeah. know about the movie you're producing. At this. Well, yeah, and they, they, yeah, yeah. It's very busy. Uh, <laughs> Dutch and Kathy are producing a movie. I'm involved in that. And, uh Wow. There isn't a lot of time to spare, but I am uh happy to spend the time uh, when I can with uh everyone in the in the fan community because they're all uh, everyone that we've met is is have been great, you know. It's just the Star Wars fan community in particular uh is probably one of the most generous uh, fan communities out there. So it's a pleasure sure. to to get to know everybody and uh you know, chat with them and just like what we're doing today. Well, it's late here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't get much sleep. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> That is I knew the film. Re- them Okay, Steven. Yeah, they're like, "Why are you still up on Facebook?" I'm like, "Well, there's just a few more people I gotta talk to." <laughs> <laughs> is that the best place for you? Can take the laptop into bed and just kind of sit there, you know, and for yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm up late sometimes because I'm working in other time zones, so I'm biding my time, in, you know. While uh, things are being set up in other countries or I'm waiting for approval from like we relay something down and the client or, you know, producer has to approve something. So I do have downtime on my hands, you know, between sessions and things. So the computer's always on. So the temptation is always there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is it. This is it. So is that the best place for people to find you? At Twitter or Facebook, or what's the one that you're really on the most? Facebook, I guess.
1: Facebook. My Facebook fan page is is really the place. The Twitter is more of a mirror of that page for people that don't have Facebook, so they can see what's going on. But most of the uh, most of what's going on is is it's found the most easily on my Facebook fan page, and that's the one that has Edwards. the profile picture of me and Tarkin side by side. Because there's another. Sure, sure another page that just has my picture, but that's just the personal private page. I have to have in order to have a fan page, but I don't, I don't do any people post there, but we, that's just an administrative. Sort yeah, of yeah, page. Sure, sure. No
0: worries. Well, Luke, thank you yet again, uh, for all your time here and joining us on this and giving us a little bit of sneak peeks that you're coming back, which is fantastic. And well, some other star Wars stuff you're doing. It's
1: been um, talking to you guys is too bad. Wit didn't, uh, wasn't able to. join. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So,
0: we'll, um, we'll find him one day, but, uh, <laughs> He's yeah. a talented guy who does some of the other stuff in the background. So uh, yes, indeed. We
1: really, but yeah, we're just gonna. Get, we really enjoyed your review of uh, your Darth Vader figure. The oh, uh, yeah, Japanese.
2: That was the very Japanese
1: cool. one. Yeah. I didn't. That was know. Oh, list. that was me. Oh, yeah. cheers. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. having a I'm just having a little fanboy moment now because uh, to get a compliment like that from a from a Star Wars actor and from us people in oh, the no, Star Wars community movie movie. Is quite that's quite cool. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we found all you guys is through YouTube.
0: Mhm. pretty much yeah that
1: was that it's, was before uh, steven had a facebook page or any of us did yeah uh,
0: it's it's a huge community i think on there alone it's a it's a different one as well from facebook but yeah you're right that's it's uh yeah that's how we found you actually it, it was yeah steven's videos with um with, uh, With uh, Joseph the bearded those, action man.
1: Well, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> there was a lot of people that were like, were all of a sudden, connecting the two together. They didn't realize I was the same person. They're like, wait, the Joseph guy is the Star Wars guy. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, I think I was amazed at the point that how could you manage to do all of this as well? It was just kind of like, do you have a clone?
1: <laughs> well, it's so. because I, you know, I keep the stop motion. and I kept it to a real minimum on those things so as not to, you know, overpower my <laughs> because I've done, you know, true single frame stop motion. And as you guys know that anybody that's, you know, that's, that is very, very time consuming. And it, you know, that's a real art form in and of itself because, uh, you know, it's just, uh, to make those characters come alive. I kind of took the shortcut. I did kind of like my Hanna-Barbera version of stop motion, you know, my limited uh, animation stop motion, just to kind of like make it easier for me to to film them.
0: Yeah, to do yeah, to the statements. Very good, very good. Well, Luke, we'll let you go. We appreciate you've given us more than more time than I, I thought you could spare, but uh, uh, thank you very, very much. Dutch and Kathy, you've been so nice in helping us uh, speak to Stephen as well. And Stephen, your, your work that you've been doing on these pages, I know um, both even Sith Lord and I and Wit as well, um, definitely very, very grateful you joined us and cannot wait to see you again in the Clone Wars and all the other stuff you're doing. Oh, we've oh, had a yeah.
1: great time listening in. It's yeah. been terrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great talking to you gents.
0: You've been awesome. Cool. cool. Well, that was Stephen Stanton and his crew uh, that joined, Kathy and Dutch. And, uh, wow, uh, we, we did a little bit of uh, off-air recording with uh, Stephen. Um, yeah, that was fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, just a bit.
0: Just a bit. Uh, it, we, we'll edit some of this stuff back into the show, but uh, Stephen did some call-outs for us, some little call-out hooks for the show. And, um, wow, we had all sorts of voices coming in there. Christopher Walken and you name it. So we'll uh, we'll splice them in. But uh, what a guy. And make sure you check out stephenstanton.com. Uh, all of his voice talent stuff is on there. We'll put a link to his Facebook page, which I think is on his, his main website, and also his YouTube and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll put all the stuff in the show notes and on our Facebook page. So that was pretty cool, I have to say. It's our first big Star Wars star. I think Steve and I were a little bit, uh,
2: Starstruck Starstruck,
0: <laughs> Star Wars yeah. Starstruck But yeah. um, on with the rest of the show As we, we do um, And one of the things that we have to mention is um, We've got another sponsor for the show We've never done this guy before uh, uh, The guy is at Chowren Toys Um These guys are marked down as the World's second largest Lego store and they ain't kidding They have so much Lego I've spent hours in the store and bought so much Stuff already if you have a look at the, the stuff, there's a link on uh, FlyGuy.net, and we'll also put it up in the Board Conversation Anyway website. But they have everything from Lego Castle, to old Bionicle sets, to new sets, to Indiana Jones, uh, the City sets, and of course, Lego Star Wars. They've even got some uh, new brick arms, which are little customizable guns and material that you can get for your Lego minifigures. There's a lot more coming, but there's some early kind of uh, guns and uh, bits and pieces they've got up there, so... Quite an amazing store, and currently just now we're doing a bit of a special with them. If you spend over 500 bucks on Lego, any kind of Lego they have in their store, and given the price of Lego these days, things like Lego Death Stars and Star Destroyers, that's pretty much one purchase. But if you do your Lego, sh- <laughs> it is, it's true. Um, but the, if you do your Lego Christmas shopping and you wanted to buy for your family or f- sons and daughters or whoever you, you've got out there, uh, just put the code flyguy.net into the checkout and you'll also get a free Lego Star Wars advent calendar or a Lego City advent calendar it's up to you you can choose which one so um, you'll find it more on the website flyguy.net but um, have a look at childrenandtoys.com. they're a um, ton of Lego so there we go old and new stuff alike um, one other thing we had to um, talk about um, today was a bit of a competition we had um, one of our listeners uh, on the show Nancy van de Bogart who we've interviewed on the show before who makes the most amazing Star Wars hats, has actually given us one to give away. So if you'd like to win one of these cool, customizable, cap-like clone hats, you've just got to answer this simple question. Well, relatively simple if you know where to look. And the question is, how many clones have been named Lucky? So if you ever think about it, you can maybe, and I'm not telling you where to go, but you could maybe use that thing called the Internet. How many clones have been named lucky? And if you can let us know, send an email to flyguy at flyguy.net. And you can mark it up with something like clone me bro or something in the subject just so I know that it's about the clone competition we have. And you could be winning one of these uh, customizable, completely unique clone hats. So there we go. That's pretty much it for this show. We're going to do another show pretty much soon. And uh, Steve and I will go through our reviews. Um... Uh, anything else you wanted to add just now before we? we... Uh,
2: uh. I'm just about out of stuff. I think I'll 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 have an uh, uh tongue tied. I'll have an eleven hour sleep and then I'll come <laughs> back or refresh with lots of content to talk about.
0: So. Exactly, exactly. We will have another show up for you very soon. But Stephen Stanton and all the guys and for Sithord for joining and staying up really really late. A much appreciated dude. And that was Boring Conversation number 26, our Starstruck show and uh, we'll be back with 27 before you know it. So, uh, bye from me.
2: Ta-ta.